Welcome to the Morning Sky Show with Supersly75. You're listening to onthewakeupradio.com. Sign up for otwtube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on thewakeupradio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. <laughs> Ooh, what's happening? What's happening? Be wise. All right, listen, not gonna be a long show tonight. I was tired. I took a late nap, which is a no-no. Gonna be a, a short show, but a bunch of things I want to cover um, that kind of slipped my mind over the last week or so. But I was going to get it in. Okay, everybody's coming in to tea. All right, Mr. Cadence, Farron. All right, all right, Macbone. I see you. I see you. All right, all right, all right. Cool, 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 cool. Ooh. All right, Farron George Sims. Yo, George, I'm gonna get up with you and um Katie so we can you know put together like a time frame so we can go, you know, start talking about the film and TV stuff. Cause I wanna go ahead and get that started. I'm ready to shift gears to a certain extent and uh Looking forward to having you guys um, hear you guys' thoughts and expertise, <laughs> expertise and perspectives on certain TV and film stuff. As uh, I was watching, was it the Golden Globes? Was it the Golden Globes? I forget. Brand- Brandon Fraser, he won an award for the whale, and he gave this moving speech, and I was like, oh my god, this is so heartbreaking and awe-inspiring, and people forget. Brandon Brandon Frazier was actually, you know, at one point blackballed for accusing a uh, an executive of inappropriate relations. That's why people you have not seen him for years. The Brandon Frazier, the mummy guy. Remember his first major role was Encino Man with Pauly Shore, and um, he was the mummy guy. He was like the hot. He was the rock. You know, he was the next thing up and he accused an exec of something and his career suffered for, for about a decade. And if people were like, whatever happened to Brandon Frazier, that's what happened to him. So now he's somehow found his way back in their good graces. He made an excellent movie and they're rewarding him. I mean, if this man, if he does not win an Oscar, <laughs> if that movie does not win an Oscar, either in screenwriting, best picture, best story. Or director, I'd be shocked. Like if the whale does not win an, an, an Oscar for one of those four categories, I'd be shocked. You know. So yeah, Brandon Fraser went he he went through it. That's why when you see him give his speeches, um, he's always brought to tears. You know. You know what? Okay, let's pull it up. Let's pull it up. Martina, hey. School ties. Yeah, let me let's pull it. Let's pull up Brandon Fraser's um speech. That shit was like, oh my god. <laughs> Go for the stars. I was like, yeah. I was like, yes, you can achieve it too. Grand 
Brandon? Brandon. Brandon Frazier. Oh yeah, it was Beach. Yes. God, this is, this is some sad shit. Hold up. Here we go, y'all. Lord have mercy. Ready? Sure. I was in the wilderness and I probably should have left a trail of breadcrumbs. Sure. But you found me. And um, like all the best directors, you merely just showed me where to go to get to where I needed to be. If you, like a guy like Charlie, who I played in this movie, in any way struggle with obesity, or you just feel like you're in a dark sea, I want you to know that if you too can have the strength to just get to your feet and go to the light, good things will happen. Oh my gosh. Yo, what the hell? This is going to stop somebody from committing a self-deletion. Yo, people forget he's also uh, the robot in, in, in um, Doom Patrol on HBO Max. He's been doing that role for the last couple of years, but on screen uh yeah the whale that's his that was his that's his ticket back in like full-fledged hollywood and um if you've seen the trailer for the whale geez man that's that was kind of gut-wrenching so i'm dying to see the whale i've heard nothing but i mean we all, we all heard nothing but good things about it and like i said if he doesn't if he's not rewarded with an oscar in, in at least one of the four categories it's, it's nominated for i'd be shocked I'd be shocked. Yeah, you see the people in the crowd like, yeah, I understand, bro. I under yeah, they, yo, them motherfuckers feel it. They understand. Hollywood is a cold, heartless, cold and heartless. You know? Hey, he was lost in the wilderness. I was like, oh, okay, the, we brought the Bible. Yeah. Jeez. You know? Like, I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> That shit was hella sad. Yo, Ed Needs, what's happening? Edwin, what's happening? All right, Mo, Mo better cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie's in the house, inner beauty. All right. All my usual suspects. Um, What do I want to cover first? Like I said, it's going to be a short show. It's not going to be long tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? Let me turn this down. Turn it down. Turn on the gangster music. Let me turn it down. Okay. Tory Lane's got a has a third addition to his attorney uh, team. He's getting out of prison. <laughs> He's gonna get a retrial. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Even though by the time this thing is all squashed, he's gonna do a year, maybe a year or two in prison. Like I'm, like I've been saying. Because they see the sentencing. Okay, so they're gonna present the motion for retrial next month because the defense has they need time to prepare this right and so he'll be granted the new trial okay then it's up to the judge to decide if he's going to get a bond during the new trial i don't see it happening possibly maybe or they just may send him to prison and let him sit it out and and do the back and forth while uh he's in prison during a new trial so we'll we'll see we'll see it, it, but he's definitely 
he's getting out. <laughs> he ain't going to do too long in prison. I'm telling y'all right now, the team that he has, Kenner, the other second in, in, in charge, and then Jose Baez. You know what? Let's let Jose Baez tell it. Because uh, these guys don't take cases they know they can't win. You know? You can have all the money, but they're not going to take a case that they know they can't win. You know, for the most part. So let's see what Mr. Baez has to say. Let's see what Mr. Baez has to say. Playback speed fast. Let's go. I'm just curious if you'd had any earlier conversation and he wanted you for the trial and you just weren't available or was this your first conversation? I, I could never comment on, on something like that. Um, but I, I will tell you, looking at this case, I certainly wish uh, I had come in sooner as opposed to later. And um, unfortunately, this is the way this is the way it is. But he's got me now and, and I'm certainly willing to give him everything I have. And, and hopefully we'll get the best result possible for him. Has Tori talked to you? Does he feel hopeful? Does he feel slighted by what happened? Can you give us the temperature on that? Sure. Well, you know, as, as you may know, Tori's never been convicted of a crime and he has never had to deal with the circumstances that he's dealing with. So the adjustment that he's going through is, is one of, um, you know, it, it's new to him. So he's really, to his credit, he's listening to his lawyers. Uh, he's an incredibly articulate young man. Uh, and in, in in all of that, he, he certainly there are things that certainly in the trial he wish had gone the other way. So so I guess to answer your question quickly and briefly it would be yes. Um, but he's trying his best to adjust to everything. And and in light of the fact that he's never been in this situation before, it's it's really a, a tough process to go through. Is there something that happened in this trial that you think would warrant an appellate court throwing out? And here we go. Conviction. Well, I haven't even made an appearance yet, so I, I don't think it's proper for me to comment on the evidence, but I will say this much. There's mistakes in trials all the time. Right? It's a human system. It's going to uh, produce errors regardless. Now, when you have a high-profile case, there's a lot more things to worry about, a lot more things for the judiciary to worry about, a lot more things for the defense lawyers to worry about, a lot more things for the prosecution to worry about. So all players are now playing with additional work and, and need to be protecting those safeguards to ensure that there's a fair trial to begin with. And I, I have to tell you, nine out of ten times we get it wrong. So I would, I would, I would say that there's probably a significant chance that there are numerous errors that that are within the system and within this case that that are to be that should be explored and see if perhaps the the results would have been different. Should it my man's getting out now? Like I said, it's gonna take a, a two to three years. Osiris, what's happening? All right, all right, all right. The gang's all here. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to take a minute. And it, like I said, it all depends if the judge grants him a bond for the retrial. We don't know. Of course, you would rather be out in the, in, in the outs during a retrial than in prison. But either way, it's just going to take a minute. See you over, my man, my man. <laughs> My, I, hey, I got to go back over your stream, bro, and take notes on the uh, on the AI uh, thumbnail stuff. But I just, I, here's my problem, uh, Siova. I don't want it to take up more time than it already does, you know? Like, I want to create a thumbnail in less than 10 minutes, right? And if it's going to take me more than 10 minutes to do so, I'm already like, <sighs> I'll get lazy and I'll check out or it won't be, it won't be what I deem decent quality. So I, I'm hoping that AI will make it a little easier 
and shave off time from making thumbnails because like you know you gotta want to make a thumbnail and you gotta want to make a thumbnail nice but if it's gonna add more time to it i'm gonna tune out <laughs> i'm already gonna be like just some bullshit you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah um all right i got that part um move to trash yo this is enos this enos canter bounty like i thought it was a joke they, like they put a bounty on this man's head for half a mil this is crazy yo like the fact that you can openly put a bounty on somebody's head like a high profile person like an athlete but then it's the nba and the nba is beholden to china oh yeah i definitely get it the ai adds some creative simplicity to the thought okay cool 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 that's what i'm looking for that's what i'm looking for yo this shit here do y'all see this shit so this is why they put a bounty on this man's head Two years ago, during the NBA bubble, all these players were put in, you know, Black Lives Matter, I Can Breathe, Breonna Taylor. The NBA was encouraging Yes, that. exactly. So I just put free to bet oh, with oh, non-slave okay. labor shoes. Okay, now listen. I grew up, I remember TMN TM Square. I remember this. I remember the man, the, the, the monk set himself on fire. I remember all this. You can't be running around here saying that stuff, man, because... Oh, if you already know your employer is beholden to uh to a regime, to an author uh, author uh authoritarian regime, a totalitarianism regime, you know you can't do this, bruh. So his thing was, hey, I used um some non-mass produced shoes, right? Now now his way out his way into it was slick. But you, you can't be doing this shit, yo. Yo, China owns the... Did y'all remember what happened to LeBron? Right? And they remember Simu, Simu Lu from Shang-Chi. Remember, he got in trouble for, for talking smack against China. And then before then, Mu, the Mulan movie. Remember, when they, when they shot Mulan, they shot that shit at a Chinese prison camp. They shot that at a Chinese prison camp. Remember what happened with Mulan the movie a couple years ago? And old girl spoke out against it, and it came out. They shot it on at a Chinese concentration camp, and it was an uproar. And China's like, "What the hell? Hollywood's in bed with China." Marvel just now got back some release dates. Where's George Sims at? Marvel just got some release dates for Ant Man for these up these upcoming Marvel movies. They need China's territory. For this shit, for this shit to crack. You messing up the money, young man. You can't be doing this free Tibet stuff. What are you doing? Ah. Can't be doing all that. You're doing too much. Doing too much. So, once again, his heart was in the right place. But, come on now. You gotta think global. Let's go. I just put free Tibet with non-slave labor shoes. So I put the shoes on, I went out there, I started warming up, and all my teammates looking at my shoes like this. Now look how quick they, 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 they get him in line. This is literally right before a game. Like he's about to play a game, he's warming up. Watch, listen how quickly the NBA is like, you can't be doing this. What is going on with my goddamn chat box? Chat box is doing too much now. Hold up, let me turn you off. There we go. Now listen to how quickly the NBA says, uh-uh. Right before the game. Listen to how quickly they, they get to him. They're like, you can't do this. Let's go. And all my teammates looking at my shoes like, these are weird looking shoes. A minute before the game, 
two gentlemen came from the Celtics. I mean, they were working for NBA. They said, please take those shoes for us. You're going to get us in trouble. And See? I was very confused. I'm ain't, ain't, there ain't no confusion. Ain't no confusion. Um, they just got release dates. Um, it just literally happened about 72, 96 hours ago. So China is slowly, like, I think they gave them three to four release dates for the next set of Marvel movies. So they just now getting back in Marvel's good graces. Just now. Just now. Like it literally just happened a week ago. Not even a week ago. What are you talking about? He said, your shoes have been getting so much attention internationally. It was from China, obviously. You had to take those off. So it was a perfect moment because I was just getting ready for my citizenship test. So I was like, okay. So you just getting ready for your citizenship test. Well, let's see how that turned out for you. At that moment, I closed my eyes. I was like, okay, there are 27 amendments. My first amendment, freedom of speech. I'm like, no, I'm not taking them off. D-E-E. This America, Jack. You, you, work for an, you work for a conglomerate. You work for an oligarch. You work for a regime. This is more than the Constitution. You sign a contract with these people. You sign a contract with these people. The Constitution does not matter. You sign a contract with these people. Because it's literally freedom of speech. So that half, I played zero minutes. <laughs> At the halftime, I went back to my locker room. I had thousands of notifications on my phone. I clicked on the one that my manager sent me. He said, every Celtics game is banned in Chinese uh, television. Wow. This all happened within a span of 30 to 40 minutes between the warm-up time to halftime. This all took place for him in a span of 40 minutes. In 40 minutes, you pissed off a government in a whole other country that your employer is beholden to. This took place in 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Your life went from... <laughs> This to that. You went from a somebody to a nobody in 40 fucking minutes. It literally took them 24 minutes to ban every- 24 minutes, god damn. Y'all better stop playing with these people. Celtics game. So I played zero minutes in that game, which I played every game before that. So after the game, right, I got a phone call from the, the player association, which I paid thousands of dollars every year, every month to protect my rights against the NBA. They said, listen, we are, you know, NBA is putting a lot of pressure on us. Um, you cannot wear those shoes ever again. The last 10 years, I talk about Turkey. I did not get one phone call. I talk about China. One, one day, one night, I was getting phone call. Me and my... Bruh, Turkey ain't China. Turkey ain't China. Come on, people. I got to understand how this, this geopolitics thing works. It's shit is global. It's worldwide. These things have worldwide implications. You were just a small, small peon in a very, very big machine. You will not be missed. You will not be missed. A manager every hour. So they were putting on so much pressure on me and my manager. I was like, okay, you know what? Promise. I'm not going to wear free Tibet shoes ever again. Okay. Now, they, okay, smart ass. What you going to do now? What you going to do? Let's see what he did to try to... Cause they, they never learned their lesson the first time. But let, let's see what happens. Next game, I wore free Uyghur shoes. See, come on. Now you playing. See what I'm saying? Yes. 
completely oblivious completely oblivious you have access to money wealth health education the finest education and you are this clueless about how things really work in the real world this is this is almost inexcusable to a certain extent uh, the uyghurs is the muslim group yes. that's being see, oppressed exactly on, man. You uh, see now i don't feel bad for this dude now i didn't know all this i just knew about the shoes i knew about the bounty i didn't know about all this extra shit he was doing on top of it so now i don't feel bad for this dude okay let's go in china so they told me you're a liar we can never trust you again yeah. i was like i did not lie here's my conversation with you guys so after the second game i got another phone call from a guy named is Daryl Morey, general manager of Houston Rockets, tweet something about Hong Kong and became a huge mess for the NBA. NBA lost millions of dollars. He yep. just tweeted, stand with Hong Kong That's it. at a time yep. when Hong Kong was That's being it. oppressed. Yep. So he called me and he said, listen, they made me took my tweet down. They made me apologize. You don't take your tweet down. You don't back down. You don't apologize. Keep doing what you're doing. Oh, because uh -huh. someone had to expose this hypocrisy. Uh, so an owner, a team owner, is telling a player what he what he couldn't do. You telling somebody that actually has equity and leverage and somewhat of power. You telling somebody that has none of that to do what you couldn't do. Okay, be the crash test dummy that I couldn't be. You're stupid. This dude's stupid, man. I don't feel bad for this dude. Like matter of fact, let's go back on Twitter. Let's go back on Twitter. I, I don't feel bad for this dude at this point. I, I don't. There's other ways you can protest and, and help the people. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. All right, so you back online. Uh, let's play, play, play. Yeah. 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 I'm just waiting for this ad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we go. At triple A dot. Okay. And his cancer freedom was in Rome recently when he learned from the FBI that he needed to come back to the U.S. immediately. He was told that the Turkish government had put a bounty on his head. Freedom grew up in Turkey before coming to the United States and changing his name in honor of this country. He's been critical of the Turkish government. And his camp of freedom joins us tonight. Thanks so much for coming on. So the Turkish government, you were informed by the U.S. government, has put a yep. bounty on your head, half a million dollar bounty. What does that mean, a bounty on your head? So, like, first of all, thank you for having me, Mr. Carlson. Um, I was doing a basketball camp in Vatican, actually, uh, for, you know, Christians, Catholic, Muslim, and Jewish kids. Wait, and wait, I wait, heard wait, the wait, news wait, for the wait, first wait, hold time. Stop, and I, had stop, a, stop, I got stop, in touch stop, with stop, FBI. Stop. You're holding a basketball camp at the Vatican. This dude's controlled opposition. Nothing to see here. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. This dude was holding a basketball camp at the Vatican. Not even a week after you were free Tibet, free Ungar, you pissed. So a week after you pissed off China, you're allowed to hold a basketball cap at the Vatican. Controlled opposition. I'm over it, but let's continue. I'm over it, but let's continue. 
immediately and they said come back to America at this moment so I took a flight the next day and so you know this is the first time actually the Turkish government put on a bounty on my head and put me in a most wanted terrorist list just because of I talk about the some of the human rights violations and political opinions that is happening in Turkey and you know I'm not the only one there are so many journalists academics professors and celebrities are on that list and when I had a conversation with my friends on the ground they said the mafia the serial killers actually professional hitmen and cartel could be after my case and I was like speechless. I was like, this is this cannot be happening to an American citizen in U.S. soil. Do you feel like the U.S. government is helping to protect you from this threat from a foreign government? Really good question. You know, some of the members of the Congress actually reacting to uh, this news and asking Biden administration to speak up and actually take some actions, you know, because I remember first time uh, President Biden, uh, before he took to office, actually, the first thing he said that the, the problem in Middle East is Erdogan and we need to do something about it. And it's been almost two years and he has not done a thing yet. So we have to prioritize human rights because Turkey plays a very important role because it could have been the bridge of Islam and West. But just because of there is no freedom of speech, you know, there are so many political prisoners and innocent people are in the jail waiting for help. It is not uh, possible. So I'm asking, please, Biden administration to take some solid actions and and help my friends over there, help my family over there. I haven't seen yeah. them almost 10 years. Well, if they're okay with Chinese genocide, I doubt they're going to be too upset about Erdogan, but that's just a guess. Hope I'm Damn wrong. Damn you, Tucker. Uh, Tucker is so... Great to Tucker see you be throwing shots. Oh, Tucker is messy. Tucker, don't do that. Tucker, don't be... <laughs> Tucker is messy as hell. <laughs> How could you not like Tucker Carlson? I would... <laughs> <laughs> How could you not like Tucker Carlson? He's so petty with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is, I'm, I'm overeating this. I don't feel bad at this point. I don't feel bad at this point. And in less than half an hour, they showed you what real power looks like. In less than half an hour, these people flexed a muscle to show you we can, we can impact your life detrimentally. We can impact your life to where you can never recover from in a span of 30 minutes, 24 minutes. Real power. That's scary when you see it happening in less than half an hour. That's why you get shit done. He's, he's effectively acquired the, the inflated American ego. Yeah. Liberals say Tucker's not. I love Tucker, dog. Tucker be getting <laughs> Yes, it's it's hard not to like Tucker, not to kind of root for him. Like I'd be secretly rooting for that dude. Matter of fact, when he was debating Tariq Nasheed, I was like, "Get him, Tucker." I'm I'm not gonna say a lot to y'all. When he was debating Tariq Nasheed, I was like, "Get him, Tucker." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Notion Eleven guys couldn't get into it. Hey, let's get into uh, let's let's talk about let's talk about Madge. Madge is uh, AKA Madonna. So this happened. This happened. What is this? This is still happening. So Madonna accused of child trafficking in Malawi. Now, if I remember correctly, one of her kids or a couple of her kids are from Malawi. 
somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe one of those two kids she adopted is from Malawi. She likes to frequent Malawi. Okay. Okay, so accused of trafficking and oof, exploiting Malawian children by a charitable organization known as the Ethiopian World Federation. Here's everything you need to know. All right. Um, as stated on the Federation's website, the EWF is a civic service organization that pushes policies and advocates to change the laws that harm all black people. This sounds so disingenuous, but okay, let's continue. Um, Madonna herself famously adopted four children from Malawi, a landlocked country located in southeastern Africa. In 2006, Madonna founded a charity called Raising Malawi, a nonprofit group that seeks to that seeks to support orphans and vulnerable children through health and education programs. So these are the kids that go missing. They either go missing or end up in homes in the Hollywood Hills of movie stars. But this is how you legally traffic children through um, nonprofits under the guise of this. This is an old, this is old stuff. You know what I mean? It's nothing new, but let's continue. Sexy Red's in the house. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. Um, the EWF is asking Malawian President Lazarus uh, Chakwara to investigate Madonna's charity and restrict her and her associates' accessibility to Africa and to African children as a precautionary measure until a thorough investigation is done into child sex trafficking, exploitation, sexual slavery, and adoption reversal. Adoption reversal. Threat of coercion, fraud, deception, and abuse of power or vulnerability. Now, I forget which movie star it was. Y'all remember, it was either Sandra Bullock, Madonna, or somebody else. It might have been Charlize Theron. The original birth mother wanted her child back. I remember this. It was years ago. And you guys may remember this too. One of these children's birth mother said, Nah, I'm good. I don't want my kid living with you in the States. And some months later, she came out and said they threatened to kill her if she didn't sign the papers, the adoption papers. I forget which movie star it was linked to, right? It was Charlize Theron. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Right. The birth mother was like, I'm good. I don't want my kids going with y'all. She said, I never, I never agreed to this. And she was saying she got phone calls and people coming to her home saying, if you don't sign these papers, <laughs> we're going to do something to you. Right? Madonna's 1992 book titled Sex was cited in the petition, which features adult content, softcore porn, and the state of masochism, pornographic content, and LGBT conduct is punishable by law in the country of Malawi. Yeah, but... Yeah... Oh, okay, but that's only if it's in your country. And y'all wasn't caring back then when the book came out because y'all let her set up this organization and still adopt those kids. Right? Uh, gay porn stars were photographed in pornographic pictures with Madonna performing, performing some vulgar sex acts with the same sex, which should have been disclosed during her adoption case in 2006. The, EFD, the EWF's petition writes, once again, everybody knew this, this book came out 14 years. So from 14 years, y'all just forgot to add this in the, in the petition. Y'all still let her come in and set up this organization. 
He's one of the biggest pop stars in the world. Right? Oh, okay, let's continue. It continues. Madonna had to sign a contract that forbade the book from including images of child pornography, bestiality, or religious imagery. Shortly after signing that agreement, Madonna founded a company called Maverick, a partnership with Time Warner. That's her record label. That's who Zoe, we all remember Zoe Williams. He was, at one point, he did, he used to work for uh, Maverick Records. He was an A&R there. I forget her partner that set it up with her. White dude. I forget his name. Okay. She now holds total artistic control over any work released by Maverick, who is now the book's publisher. The agreement she signed with Time Warner with the sexually explicit content in the book Sex was null and void. Okay. The petition argues that the psychology behind Madonna's ability to release child pornography, religious imagery, bestiality, and vocal pornography has prompted her to open an orphanage in Malawi named Raising Malawi in 2006 to host social experiments on vulnerable African children in Malawi. What are these social experiments? Right? The group suggests that the singer is using her Malawian adopted son. That's okay, the son. David Banda for sexual exploitation and social experiments. Duh. Because he's wearing her dress. He's wearing dresses now. Duh. The petition cites the photos of David wearing Madonna's uh, women's clothes, makeup, and jewelry. The EWF also alleged that Madonna falsely claimed David's dad of being absent when she applied for his adoption. Now, the story goes he was threatened, too, to stay away. The story goes that the father was threatened to stay away. Okay. This is the uh, 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 recreation of the dress she wore like 20 years prior at some event. I forget. Okay. This boy gone. He's gone. Like there's, he can, you can't bring him, can't bring him back from this. That boy is gone. Okay. That boy is gone. You cannot bring him back. All right. Oh, wait, Mojo, you said that the panda, where's the panda? Wait, maybe I missed it. Looking for the panda, looking for the panda. Looking for the panda. I'm blind, I didn't see it. Uh, Madonna adopted more kids from Malawi after David in 2009 after battling in court. The singer was finally approved to adopt Mercy James. She adopted a set of twins, Esther and Stella, in 2017. The plea further states, we firmly believe that Malawi has been robbed of its most precious resource, its children. It continues, in 2013, the country accused Madonna of bullying state officials and making diva demands and of citing her raising Malawi charity as the reason for doing so. This is crazy. This is crazy. In 2009, Madonna was accused of child trafficking when the Malawi court rejected her bid to adopt a second son and her ruling judge, uh, Esamine Chombo, warned people against celebrity adoptions, stating that they could lead to child trafficking. No shit. Thank you, Sherlock, for stating the obvious. Anyone could come to Malawi and quickly arrange for an adoption that might have grave consequences on the very children that the law seeks to protect, she said. The court eventually ruled in favor of Madonna. Well, we did all that for nothing. 
<laughs> wait, wait. So you, you, you said all this, and then what happens? The court eventually ruled in favor of Madonna after she filed an appeal in 2009. Well, you just, that was just, that was a feel-good moment. You just said all that for nothing. All right, here we go. Mercy's grandmother, Lucy, shared her heartbreaking side of the adoption process. Lucy placed Mercy in a local orphanage for care until her immune system improved, but never intended to permanently part ways with her granddaughter. Mercy's family said they would let Madonna adopt her only until she was of grade school age and that she'd return to Malawi every two years for visits. Okay, so this tweet, Lucy's daughter died shortly after giving birth to Mercy, earning very little selling fruit and Mercy being sick when she was a baby needing extra care. Lucy opted for that care at a local orphanage until Mercy's immune system grew stronger. The baby needed feeding and the orphanage nurse to take care of that. We live in a very blah, blah, blah. And we felt she would be better in the orphanage. And okay, okay, okay. Mercy's family claims that they let ado Madonna adopt her up until uh, grade school age. And then she would be returned also that they would be uh, returned back to Malawi to visit every two years. Oh, okay. 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 Well, you, that's, I mean, who's going to honor a deal like that? Okay. The material girl singer did eventually return to Malawi, but she never took mercy to her grandmother, even though Lucy was reportedly at her deathbed begging to see her. Jeez. Madonna's lawyers addressed the matter in 2011, admitting that Mercy's family had no legal right to see her. Lord have mercy is a cold game. Cold game. Cold game. This woman's spirit is not resting well. I can guarantee that. Mercy's biological uncle, Peter Benetti, signed the adoption papers after he and Lucy were told the little girl would be brought home regularly for visits. I was the one who signed off the adoption papers, Peter said. She told me herself that she didn't want Mercy to cut ties with her roots, that she'll be bringing her home regularly. Mercy's family seemed to echo David's father and his claims on Madonna's broken promises. The only reason I let Madonna adopt David was because she promised me she would give him a good education and then he could come home to live with me. Now, listen. Listen. This is where I, I fault the people for being so, so freaking naive. Okay. This is where I fault the, 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 the family members for being so naive. No one's going to go through all the trouble every two years to come on, man. No, nobody's going to do this. Nobody, nobody, no. Now, not saying she couldn't. But she wouldn't. It's not worth the time and effort for her to do all this. Right? Martina. Yeah, to be fair, royals would send small children to study at the manners of diplomats, lords or ladies, hoping to secure knowledge or, or a title. Yes. Yes. Yes, Haiti. How's that working out for Haiti? Listen, there, there is no way she's going to go through this. She's going to honor her word. Come on, man. Every two years? Every two years? To make y'all feel better? Nah. 
Oh, gosh. The twins' father, Adam um, um, Wally, uh, claims he was misled throughout the adoption process and was told from the beginning that his daughters would be returned to him. Damn, they had a daddy. Jacked up. I was told from the start that Esther and Stella were going to a rich woman's home abroad, that she would give them a good education, then return them to me to live with me and help all of my family. No, people, this is not how it works. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I can't imagine him being a father and his twin girls. I can't imagine. But come on, man. You can't cannot be this naive about the world. He continued, now you are telling me the adoption is permanent. That cannot be true. I don't want it to be true. I am their father and I will always be their father. He claims that the courts lied about him and his whereabouts as a father after his wife's death. Kayembe Village Chief uh, Queeley attested the community supported Adam in his troubled time after being widowed. Okay, so let's get into this. Mr. Wiley said he had been forced to listen to terrible lies when a court-appointed guardian of the children told the judge the father had abandoned his family to marry another woman after the death of his wife, Patricia. The couple had five other children, now aged between 8 and 20 before the twins. Whew. So why would they place it in the orphanage to begin with? Okay. The judgment says after the death of his wife, the infant's father left the village to marry another woman without making any arrangements for their maintenance. But Mr. Wiley said, it was me who took the girls to the orphanage after Patricia died. We had been happily married for many years. We had a good family life, but when she gave birth to the twins, she lost a lot of blood and died. The twins survived. I wanted the hospital to help, but they said the orphanage was the best place. Everyone in the village knows I just wanted to, I wanted the best for them. Kayembe Village Chief Kwale said that despite being poor, the local community had tried to help. He added, Adam was sad and troubled at that time. We supported him as best as we could, but no one here has very much. This is, a, uh, this is an opportunity to, to exploit poor people, but then the poor people do it to themselves. If you're poor and you can't afford to, come on, man. This would be the same argument we would say to people here in the States. Don't have kids you can't afford. This is the same argument we would tell people here in the States. Quit having kids you can't afford. Right? Quit having kids you can't afford. And don't get mad when the Europeans come in and do what you can't do. And then God knows what they're going to do to your kids. Because you couldn't afford to take care of them. So you cause an effect. Because you live in the, you couldn't afford to take care of them. You had to send them off and then run the risk of some European coming in and swooping up, taking your kids to program them to do all types of weird, messed up shit. And now you're like, I, I want them back. Doesn't work like that. Doesn't work like that. Mr. Wiley remarried two years after Patricia's death and far from abandoning his children, he worked hard to put them through school, visiting the twins regularly at the orphanage. All right. Right. That's why they, when they be like slavery, they be like, what? <laughs> they, they like slavery. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. Yeah, that is exactly what it is. There's no excuse at this point, man. No excuse. And then we get mad at the white savior. 
Don't be mad at the white savior. White savior is doing what the white savior does. Okay. White savior does what white savior does. Okay, here we go. It seems Madonna has a history of disrespecting the natives of Malawi in 2012. The singer announced that she was planning on building schools in Malawi that would educate at least 1,000 kids a year. The spokeswoman for Malawi's Ministry of Education, uh, Lindewe Chid, or Chide, insisted that Madonna often acted behind authorities' wishes, adding that she was fed up with the pop star. Now she decides to announce that she plans to build 10 schools without getting authority from us again. Okay, here we go. The singer's interest in Malawi began in 2006 when she secretly visited a number of orphanages there. According to Hollywood lore, she had been encouraged to adopt an African child by Brad Pitt. Damn. Brad Pitt. I love Brad Pitt, but God damn it. A close friend of her then husband, Guy Ritchie, and was said to be so moved by what she saw in Malawi that she got out her checkbook straight away, offering tens of thousands of dollars to individual NGOs. Okay. Okay. Malawi's governor on Tuesday accused Madonna of not consulting over her plans to build 10 new schools in the poor Southern African state and said the singer seemed more interested in promoting her global image than helping with education there. Okay. Malawi's ministry of education spokeswoman uh, told Reuters the government was fed up with Madonna. Chide said that when the singer last year scrapped a previously planned academy for girls in Malawi, alleging mismanagement and cost overruns, she did not inform Malawian authorities. Now she decides to announce that she plans to build 10 schools without getting authority from us again. Let's continue. In 2008, Christina Crawford, the adopted daughter of actress Joan Crawford, spoke out about celebrity adoptions and stated her concerns about Madonna and Angelina Jolie. I have tremendous concerns about celebrity adoptions by people like Madonna and Angelina Jolie. She said in an interview, from the adoptee's point of view, it is vitally important to know who they are, where they come, came from, or it can have profound medical and psychological effects. This is horrible. But if history tells us anything, this is, she'll beat this too. She'll beat this too. She'll beat this too. All right. Wow. This is sad. Sad, sad, sad. But once again, there's no diss to anybody. But if you're that, you should not be having kids, man. Like, come on. It's just, if this were the States, we'd all be saying, yo, stop having kids you can't afford. Right? Right? Stop looking for the white european to come in and or the white american to come in and scoop up and help save the day and then get mad check out her tour announcement okay cool i'll do that right now i'll do that right now madonna tour schedule here we go here we go okay let's see who's all oh shit hey listen listen <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. The pop legend assembled Lil Wayne, Amy Schumer, Eric Andre, Jack Black, Judd Apatow, and many more for dinner theme party announcement video. Okay, set the dates for a celebration tour, a huge thing across North America and Europe starting this July. Okay, the date. 
Okay, where is it at? Okay, here we go. Okay, we got Vancouver on July 15th. Seattle, Phoenix, Denver, Tulsa, St. Paul, Cleveland, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Toronto, Montreal, New York, New York, Boston, Washington, Atlanta, Tampa, Miami. Yo, this is a this is a lit fucking schedule. The huge tour. Let's get it overseas. Let's see where she's going overseas. Antwerp, Copenhagen, Stockholm, Barcelona, Lisbon, Paris, Paris, Cologne, Milan, Berlin, Amsterdam. I can't even front, yo. This is a lit ass fucking schedule. Oh, this is going to be lit. I'm not a Madonna fan like that, but let's not. This is a mean ass tour schedule. Oh my goodness. This is mean. I'm not even mad at this tour schedule. That's, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a tough schedule. I'm not mad at it. If she can complete all the dates, if she makes every date, if she makes every date, that's a lit ass tour. That's a lit tour. Okay. Okay. Let's do this. Let's shift gears. Let's shift gears. Let's shift gears. You know what? Let me try and some turn this off. Mm, okay. Bastin. <laughs> uh, okay. The YouTube video shows a lot. The whole vibe is weird. I'm sure it is. She ain't coming to quit. Don't worry, Nick. Somebody's going somebody gonna to come to Quero. Somebody's coming to Quero. <laughs> hey, let's get into this real quick. I, listen, we all know this, but this is the file from the OSS. The OSS, and then Nick, can, Nick is, a, is an expert in this. He knows better than me. The OSS predates the CIA. Okay? The OSS predates the CIA. Okay? Once again, the OSS predates the CIA. This is the letter or the, the um, about Hitler landing in Argentina. I mean, we all knew it, but this is like, this is declassified. So from Buenos Aires, um, July 14th, 1945. Now, once again, the CIA was, was official in 47, but the OSS, there you go, Office of Strategic uh, Services. That's right. This is this falls under the OSS, 1945. Okay, so it says German submarine landings on Argentina coast. So he went by sub. So he left Germany via sub. Various rumors, current Buenos Aires regarding landings from German prior to surrender. One report from source of un of unknown reliability to affect that June 28, a submarine surfaced off territory of Santa Cruz uh, known off St. Julian and landed two unidentified persons, one a very high-ranking German army officer and the other an even more important civilian. Submarine reportedly refueled by sailing vessel near that point. Another report received from source of unknown reliability that Hitler was landed in Argentina approximately June 20th, that his face was disfigured 
and that Argentine Army Major Leon Bengali, Bengalimus of Army will escort Hitler to secret hiding place in Chago territory. All rumors being investigated. Wow. First underlying word actual decode. Second underlying word obtained from garble. Jeez. It's official. It's official. Right? This is official. This is crazy, yo. This is crazy. Yeah, because I, I, if I remember correctly, they said the skull they found belonged to a woman and that the Russians had it. They said the skull that uh, when when Hitler offed himself, it would belong to a woman and that, that Russia has a skull. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it says at the very end, if the intelligence contained in this above message is to be disseminated outside the bureau, it is suggested that it is that it be suitably paraphrased in order to protect the bureau's cryptographic systems stamped August 6, 1945. And you have notes here, July 19, 1945 memes to, I can't read wire to, okay. So it's a mem and then there's a wire wire to every effort should be made to uh, this rumor down to make this rumor down by JPB Adolf Hitler recorded copy filed with 64-2814-A-38 and then you have names at the very top here it's checked out oh yeah this this is crazy yo okay town uh that was a okay that, that's supposed to be town not down okay 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 rough draft 11 26 91 oh man listen <laughs> man listen okay so this is official i mean we already knew it but what it's one thing to know it but to actually see it in black and white or like in black and yellow you know like this is like it just it's like wow like this shit really it really did go down like this like this stuff is fascinating to me now is it that i'm older because i i realize it it's significant and importance right and you realize how duped everybody has been over the last forever you know shout the big pontiacs in the house Take it down. <laughs> it's all over the net. Like shit. Yeah, no, no need to come see me. I'm good. I'll be in compliance. All right. Let me do one more redacted file. And then we're going to get into the crime bill. And then we'll wrap up with fatherhood. Okay. This is a redacted statement from the FBI regarding King Von. Good Lord. King Von. <laughs> King Von hands down is probably the most murderous most murdering rapper dude like he's got more bodies hands down he's got more bodies as a rapper so this is <laughs> this let me take what king von been up to this is from the fbi everybody's been covering it but still a big deal to, to people in chicago right um <laughs> on august 18 2020 detectives mckenna and highland relocated to area two and met with both fbi special special agents prostka and malika Detectives McKenna and Highland then interviewed 
we know who we interviewed following the summarized account of the interview they blocked out all that part but related weekly was creating rap music that dismissed disrespected deceased black disciple gang members related weekly was a gangster disciple gang member such and such related a black disciple gang member named uh offered okay so that's king von king von offered a fifty thousand dollar reward to anyone who killed weekly weekly is fbg duck weekly is fbg duck okay bds gds don't get along so when you see when you see gdk that's gangster disciple killer when you see bdk that's black disciple killer good lord like i said it's it's the gang culture it, it almost resembles prison politics but let's continue all right uh related a short time later uh then king von of course is redacted but increased the reward to one hundred thousand dollars related after the murder of fbg duck and then after fbg duck got gunned down at the in front of the store on the chicago on the on the gold coast right because it's it's uh michigan ave everybody knows michigan ave is where this is like the beverly hills of illinois right it's where all the high-end stores it's by the river it's people with money after he was gunned down in broad daylight it's redacted but it's king von purchased custom made necklaces for oblock gds responsible for the murder of weekly which is a fbg duck and then related robertson did not want a necklace since he was a dipset gd listen this man would eventually had he survived the gun the shooting from little timmy he'd be in he'd be in prison he'd be in prison he'd be he'd, he'd be guilty of murder charges up to wazoo he already after he died they already tied three bodies to him like this guy would be in federal prison for multiple murders like he was really about that fucking life he has more bodies than all of the of the 90s rappers right king von has more bodies by himself than all the 90s rappers combined <laughs> he, he was not playing this is crazy yo this is crazy yeah he, he's really out there like he's a barksdale like for those that understand barksdales listen like don't get that that shit barksdales from the wire get y'all food barksdales in chicago yeah yeah and i'm not gonna speak much on that shit because that's none of my business so yeah okay I want to go to okay DC crime bill we're going to get into what the police union said first okay this is yes he's a Barksdale y'all didn't know that yeah yeah okay and now song's kind of getting mean at this point all right DC police union we're going to get into the actual crime bill but this is what happened so they voted 12 to 1 to overhaul the their their crime bill or their 
their uh the books basically only one lone person vetoed against it and his name is Trayon White right Trayon White his district has pretty much the majority of the crime so he voted against the softening of 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 the crime laws in DC but we'll get into this so this is from the police union the police union said um on January 17th 2023 the D.C. Council voted to override the mayor's veto of the Revised Criminal Code Act of 2021, a bill that completely overhauls the city's criminal laws and significantly reduces sentencing guidelines, including for violent crimes. All right. D.C. Police Union Chairman Gregory Pemberton said the mayor is the only elected official listening to district residents on crime and violence. This law, once enacted, will lead to violent crime rates exploding even more than they already have. It's reprehensible that the council would smugly continue to support failed policies at the expense of the lives of, of our most vulnerable residents. While there were several issues in the rewrite that everyone agreed with, there are a number of provisions that police, prosecutors, and public safety experts say will dangerously decrease penalties. The penalties for made for many offenses have been significantly reduced from robbery and burglary to carjacking and illegal possession of a handgun. Even the penalties for sexual assault and grape have been reduced. The bill removes mandatory minimums in the few categories that still had them. This will allow lenient judges to issue slap on the wrist penalties, even for repeat offenders. The right to petition to judge to reduce a sentence has been expanded to all defendants. Currently it's limited to those who committed a crime before they turned 25. The bill expands it to all defendants with any of these petitions being granted. Any defendants will serve a lesser sentence than what was issued. That's part one. Here's part two. The right to request a jury trial has been expanded to nearly all offenses. This will overburden the already overwhelmed court system. The fiscal impact for this bill is over $50 million, largely for the retraining of police and prosecutors money better spent on public safety measures. Over the past two years, DC has had a skyrocketing crime rate. Homicides are now regularly over 200 per year. There are nearly 500 carjackings, 2000 robberies and 800 shootings per year. This is the nation's capital. These numbers are almost double what they were two and three years ago. Only a decade ago, the homicide rate was below 100. Washington, D.C. suffered 203 homicides in 2022. This marks the first time since 2002-2003 that D.C. has suffered back-to-back years with 200-plus homicides. Noteworthy, too, is that the annual homicide rate was less than 90 in 2012, 104 and 105 in 2013 and 2014, respectively. Changes thereafter to policing policies, enforcement of laws, and other public safety measures all proven to reduce crime and save lives coincide with the doubling of the homicide rate. This exponential increase in crime can be directly attributed to Charles Allen and the city council's effort to coddle criminals and reduce the effectiveness of the police department. This overrides of the mayor's veto, just another failure by the council to protect this city from violence. Chairman Pemberton further stated, Every resident should be outraged that the council has weakened the criminal justice system in a way that makes every neighborhood less safe. Their actions are shameful. This is a big fucking deal. 
This is a big deal. So let's actually go look into it and let's look at who, who all voted for it and what party they serve. So DC crime bill vision. God damn it. Okay. As we're waiting for the ads. Holy shit. I didn't know that. God damn. 92%. Y'all deserve everything y'all get. Y'all deserve everything y'all fucking get. 92%. That's un. Jeez. Well, Nick's, Nick's head's about to explode. I did not know that. I knew it was bad, but god damn. 92%. Let's continue. Oh shit. Oh shit. My bad. My bad. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me run it back. Rewind selector. My bad. Hello, soft on violent crime. Today, council members are voting to crush the mayor's veto on a sweeping package of soft on crime policies. Democrat Mayor Muriel Bowser already vetoed the legislation that was passed unanimously by the council. Now the council wants to force it through. Those things include restoring the right to a jury trial for misdemeanors, making it much easier for criminals to petition an early release, and eliminating all mandatory minimum sentences for every crime except first-degree murder. That could mean lighter penalties for carjacking, which spiked 14% from 2021 to 
2022 and has steadily increased for the past five years. Critics doing more than sounding the alarm. If you do the crime, you should be able to do the time. This certainly stretches the criminal justice system, and it makes it very difficult, guys, for police officers to do their job, because by the time they lock some of these people up, they're going to be back out on the street, unfortunately. Well, it's so bad that even the liberal media are raising the alarm. A Washington Post op-ed headline reads, D.C.'s crime bill could make the city more dangerous. They did have to soften it with the word "coup." Fox and Friends Weekend co-host Pete Hegseth. Now, Pete. Hey, Harris. Uh, this, this is a this is a George Soros dream. This is a far left-wing DA's dream. Remember, DC is 92% Democrat. That's how they voted in the presidential mm -hmm. election. So this is how Democrats you uh, view crime and punishment. And you you mentioned some of those stats, <clears throat> and they're staggering. But they also, you know what the maximum sentence, the maximum sentence would be for someone who commits a violent crime, a felony, even with a handgun, would be four years. Max four. And wow. they're getting rid of all minimums. This, this is a bill that says, and they, they wrap it all under the familiar phrase, Harris, of equity. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. And what they miss is that while they're attempting to focus on the fact that most of the criminals who are arrested in Washington, D.C. happen to be black, most of the mm -hmm. victims who are targeted by these criminals happen to be black as well. They're going to they, they're promise utopia and some new um, you know, anti-racist future, and they will deliver hell to the residents of Washington, D.C. When Mayor Bowser is siding with the police chief and the police union and the Washington Post, yeah. that's an odd alliance of people who, at the very least, are willing to think sanely about this. This is radicalism on display. This is what the far left wants. And if they get it in two years, D.C. will be a hellscape, even more than it is right now. And part of the radicalism is something that we're seeing, too, with the, with the liberal media. Yeah, they're finally coming out, a New York Post op-ed, blah, blah, blah. Where are those reporters on the streets of some of these cities, particularly in Washington, D.C., talking with the people and, and getting their responses? Their voices have been silenced. We don't even hear about them through the city council vote. Yeah, they have representation. They're 92 percent Democrat, you said. But maybe you got to turn this thing on its head and do something different. We aren't hearing enough from the people. No, we're not. That would require indicting uh, their buddies. Uh, who are running the city council and running the city. And reporters uh, the capital doing city their job. is supposed to be... A, and report... But it's, it's easier to report on painting Black Lives Matter out front of the White House than it is to oh, actually Pete. report on the black lives that should matter, uh, who are, who are, whose cars are being carjacked, who are being mugged, who are being murdered, who are being raped. And that beat is a really tragic and difficult one and True. indicts a lot of the policies that their friends on the Democrat Party support. Wow. Eloquently put. Several other cities and states have proposed or passed policies that would soften penalties for criminals. For example, New wow. York State's bail... Are we really surprised at this point? Like <laughs> ...reform law. Philadelphia offers shorter prison sentences and plea deals. And most recently, Illinois and the Safety Act that eliminates cash bail. And Pete, as these things come online, like the Safety Act, which has basically no safety in it, what happens? Uh, what happens is a predictable devolution. They call it progress, but it's actually regressive uh, into enabling 
criminals and criminal networks, again, supported by a porous southern border which pumps in more drugs that enriches them mm -hmm. even further. Uh, and people start to flaunt it in not just big ways, meaning I can assault this person and I know I'll get out because some organization will bail me out and there's no accountability for that, but also the small ways of, I'm going to steal this bag of chips, I'm going to grab this off the counter, I know the guy uh, running the store can't do anything about it, I know the police won't do anything about it, and it all devolves and regresses into uh, uh, chaos. It is chaos for residents. And yet, because these are overwhelmingly Democrat-run cities, they'll never entertain law and order policies. What, what, Leo, what, what was just said, do the, t do the crime, do the time, it's actually very simple. Uh, they just can't do it. Yeah. I, I lived in L.A. after college when it really was a gangster's paradise. And it is hard to see beautiful cities in our nation now bending to the will of these soft on crime policies and those who push it. Yeah. George. Okay. I'm sorry. She is like, she's kind of turning me on. I'm sorry. I know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is with this woman, but I don't know. I just like to have an experience with this woman. I don't know why. I don't know. I need help. I have problems. Let me see more of her. Soros, real quick. Number one, as you said, another chapter from the wild world of woke schooling. Northern Illinois University is now offering workshops for faculty and instructors. They claim the goal is to make classrooms more inclusive and emphasize equality. That is One crazy. I don't want to care. I don't care about this. I just wanted to see her. I know I ain't shit, y'all. I, I need help. It's not. I know. I know. I know. I'm working to become a better person, better man, better husband. Hey. Hey, okay. Okay, now, my final rant of the night. Everybody, everybody, this may be subjective to, to a lot of you guys, but for me, it, there's no excuse. But let's look at this picture. Let's look at this picture. She's, she looks tall and thin. I'm telling you, man, listen, if I could see her rib cage, I'm there. Rib cage is sexy. I'm sorry. Tall, skinny chick. And I can see like the first three of a rib cage. I'm there. <laughs> Yo, if I can see, if I can see a rib cage, man, I'm like, I'm there, bro. Yeah, it's the news anchor voice. I know, right? <laughs> and she's tall and she got the long neck. Yeah, all right, anywho, anywho. This picture here, this picture here. Now, this was during, um, uh, what flood was this? I don't want to say Katrina. I don't want to say, we'll get into the actual thread. Yes, the rib cage. I'm trying to clown, yes, I'm trying to clown her K2. Yes. Yes. Anywho, I, I, brother, I tell him all day, I ain't, I ain't no good. I'm a good person. Just, you know, okay. Now this picture here. Now this could not be me. This could not be me. Okay, this could not be me. Now the guy in the front is the father. He's the dad. The man in the back is, I believe he's a National Guardsman. 
But, but what is wrong with this picture? What is wrong? You know, a damn truth teller. That's why he's not here right now. But uh, <laughs> what is wrong with this picture, y'all? The dad is in the front carrying the bags and the shoes. The buff white man, the National Guardsman, is in the back carrying his wife and child. Carrying his wife and child. Y'all make this make sense. Now, I, I, we're going to go into the thread, but I, I saw people for and against, right? They're like, well, that's his job. No, my job is to carry the wife and child, you know, at least be physically fit to be able to do so. This dude has dad bod. The only thing this man can carry is a motherfucking bag and shoes. Okay. <laughs> The white man, the buff white man in the back is a National Guardsman. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, okay, yeah, see, I'm with you, Nick. At least, uh, yeah, carrying the, the baby in the bag and the wife should be walking. His knee, his knee high white. <laughs> so... Let's get into this actual thread because this is, is hilarious. This is hilarious. The dad is clearly, clearly out of shape. He's not fit for survival. Anything. He can't protect his, you know what I'm saying? Once again, optics, y'all. Optics, 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 optics. Buff white guy carrying this man's wife and, and child. In, in knee high water while the dad with the dad bod, right? He's got the uh the Don Curry body, right? Got the Daniel, he's got the Daniel Cormier body carrying the bag and shoes. Like if you don't get your fat ass, let's get into this thread. This is very interesting. Okay, of course, I'm like, oh, that's okay. I'll carry my own wife and kids. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, it, it gives a backstory. It gives a backstory. Okay, yeah, this was Texas. Nick, this is down there in your state. This is the Texas flood. This is the Texas flood. Okay, and they're saying, well, he's trained for this. Yeah, but still. Okay, he's a National Guard. Um, look up Daryl Hudeck because if he comes up as an officer again, he's trained for these type of scenarios. And if an officer shows up, there is help to help to there is to help the father supposed to refute. Nah, man, listen, you know, I got my wife and kid, or at least you carry the wife, I carry the kid, I, and I'll get the bags and shit. But come on, man, you're not gonna make me look. No, no, okay, this I love this part. Seriously, carrying your wife has nothing to do with training and everything to do with capability. One man had it. The other clearly didn't. Boom. Boom. So in a shit hits the fan scenario, the average husband is not capable, will not be capable. Okay. So in a, in a, in a typical SHI shit hits the fan scenario. The majority of these dads out here will not be capable. Is that fair to say? He has back problems. Is that fair to say? 
If you can't carry a wife, you don't have a wife. <laughs> uh, let's see. This one says the dad is carrying the belongings while the, uh, judging by the camel trained professional takes care of the things you can't afford to lose. I carried another man's, another man's kid in New Orleans after Katrina. There was no shame in it. Uh, yeah, sorry. 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 The majority of these comments are against, or they're like, nah, that's okay. Like that's, we're, we're not doing that. Okay, here we go. This isn't a questionable take. Even if the men in the photo divided up responsibility by their abilities, the point is to make yourself a better man so you can carry your family if they need it. Okay. He has all the luggage. You can do better than this. Okay. Hit the gym, fellas. When the shit hits the fan, your family will need to rely on you or at the very least make the interlopers think twice. Okay. Um, physically and mentally prepared to protect your family at all costs the only way. What was his name again? Daryl... Deck. Is that his name? Okay, let's look him up. Let's look him up. Just, just for, you know, context stuff like that, because we like things. Let's look up this man. Yeah, that's him. And this is the same <laughs> woman and child he was carrying. Right? Because the daddy was, daddy was just too, here's a family. This is in Dallas. Come on, man. Fuck out of here. Get your fat ass in the gym. Get your fat ass in the gym. Hurricane Harvey. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Your fat ass in the gym. Sorry, dad. This is not dad shit. This is what not dad. This is not what dad should do. Sorry. Sorry. No, this is not. This is not. Could not be me. All right. So let's see his qualification. Let's look him up. Oh, he's, he's SWAT. Houston police SWAT officer, Daryl Hudick. Oh, wow. All right. And shout out to him, but shit, but still ain't no excuse for the father not doing his damn job. <laughs> Come on, man. Making this, making fatherhood shit look bad. Now, I'm not saying he carried her half a mile and no shit like that, but still, you know? Okay, here we go. Okay, read the full article. 
No, I don't care about all that. Okay. Yeah, this ain't it, y'all. I mean, this is cool. I mean, you know, he did it. I mean, as a as a man, just as a man for me, I'm not gonna let nobody carry my woman the fuck out of here. Like worst case, like you know, she can get on my back or whatever, and you know, we'll do it that way. But no, this is not cool. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, don't be the guy. Exactly, don't be the guy carrying the shoes. No way. No fucking way. I would have jumped into his arms and told hubby to hold the baby. I need to make sure he doesn't strain it. You know what? Motherfucking ass. What the fuck ever. Okay. This is the equality y'all protested. I mean, listen, bro. I, I don't even know. What the, <laughs> I'm so floored by this image. I once again, optic. You could. I would never let myself be. <sighs> weed in diapers. Don't let the weed get wet. <laughs> yeah, you know, listen. You know what this this you know what this reminds me of. This reminds me, uh, reminds me of those old ass Chevy Silverado commercials, like a rock. <laughs> when I see this, <laughs> this white dude carrying this woman, <laughs> I, I instantly think of those old ass Chevy Silverado commercials, like a rock. <laughs> I was born in a, like a rock. <laughs> it just takes me there, you know? The Marlboro man type shit, you know, the big buff early white dude. Like, hell no. We're not gonna I'm not gonna let you outshine me like this. Hell no. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you're not gonna make me look like this. Nah, you're not gonna make me look bad, bro. Sorry. Yeah, failure. Failure. Yeah, dad bot is not the way, y'all. Look at them thighs. This man like he's struggling with the damn bags and shoes, his damn self. Right? Uh-oh. That house ain't never going to be the same. <laughs> this is not the way, y'all. I'm sorry. Wait. She she say, would even care? Picked up and listen. I already have a bad back. Like I said, I mean you can. I carry you like, like horsey style, but after like 30 feet, you got to get off because too thick. <laughs> wife, is, wife is too thick, too thick for my back. Now babies, I can carry babies all day, but she too boo. So. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. Yeah, Bob Seeger like a rock. <laughs> That's what that shit reminds me of. 
I was strong as I can be. <laughs> I cried. <laughs> yeah, this is. I'm sorry, y'all. This is not the way. <laughs> At the very least, get on my back. We'll do it that way. This is not cool. I don't want my kid growing up and be like, Daddy, that was you. And who was carrying mommy? Right? You can already, I already hear the questions. But Daddy, who is that carrying mommy? Nah. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't picking up these big girls. I'm just saying, this is not cool. This is not cool. Look, I mean, just look. And like I said, shout out to him. You know, shout out to him. But nah, bruh, I refuse. If I didn't know any better, I would think this was his, this was his family. Right? Like, if I just saw this picture, I'm like, okay, he's carrying his wife and kid. That's cool. I would, I would, I would think this was, his, this was his family. I wouldn't think about this dude. I'm like, who the fuck is this dude? <laughs> oh, so nice of him to help the husband to carry the husband's bags. Right? I'm thinking so nice of him to help for him to help carry the husband's and wife's bags. Right? I could, I could see this being the husband and wife. Yeah. Optics people. Optics. See, exactly. I thought it was his family too. This is not a, you know, like, come on, man. All right, let me get out of here. <laughs> I thank y'all for hanging out. This was a mess. This was a mess. This turned out better than I, than I expected. Dads, don't let this be, uh, don't let this be you. Don't let Houston SWAT come in carrying your wife and kid. Don't let Houston SWAT come in and carry you. <laughs> don't let... Don't let Houston SWAT come in, save the day, steal your shine and thunder, and carry your wife and child out of harm's way. I'm going to get out of here. And once again, this is day eight of eight days of live streaming straight. My goal is 30 days. So tomorrow, we'll make day nine. So whew, we'll be back again tomorrow. Y'all have a good one. Peace.